Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Bettingangle.us, a free site. It's September 21st, 2023. Let's talk about the rematch. Zhili Zhang, who shocked odds makers the first match by stopping Joe Joyce, is back at it against Joe Joyce. Was the first fight a fluke? Was the first fight structural? Is Zhili Zhang a threat to the heavyweight crown? How far does he take this at 40 years old? Let's talk about it, but first remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, let me just say, my dad used to tell me when I was a kid that it was important to think for yourself. Now, for bets like this, with substantial risk involved, right? Just understand, both guys have punches with substantial risk involved. It is very important for me to caution everyone here at the outset and to have them think for themselves. I want everyone to do their own research on this fight. Understand, I'm going to sound sure of myself, right? I have very strong beliefs on this fight. But you should look at the bigger picture. I could well be wrong, right? Things happen in the heavyweight division. Maybe Joe Joyce and his camp have studied the film and have figured out some flaw, some tell that Jili Zhang has. Maybe Zhang, who was struggling in the later rounds against Jerry Forrest, a guy who Big Baby destroyed. Maybe Zhang is not as good as I believe. What I want you to do is to question everything I say. Just understand that when you look at the highlights, you're going to see certain things. When you look at the current order of the heavyweight division, you need to ask yourself, is that order legit? Let's just get into it. While I hope for a profit, I'm expecting some of the fights that right now I have bets on to blow up on me. Perhaps this Zhili Zhang fight might blow up on me. Just understand I have two upcoming fights, not one, but two upcoming fights, where I'm taking guys who are more than plus 300 underdogs, Jose Zepeda and Erickson Lubin. Look up those fights. So just understand, this is the high risk part of the internet. I openly admit that I had the Philadelphia Eagles during the last Super Bowl. I was celebrating for the first half. 
right? In the second half, a gimpy Pat Mahomes took it from me. But if gamblers are honest with themselves, we're all playing the odds. For some fights, things look clear. For me, this fight is one of them, this matchup. Now, I rolled with Zhili Zhang in the first fight, and he was magnificent. I'm backing him again in the rematch, and I expect him to win by stoppage. The bet I like is Zhili Zhang, simply to win with the hedge that the fight does not go the distance. Now understand the outcomes that that covers you for. If Zhang gets the KO, as I suspect, you're unbelievably good. You win both halves of the bet. If Zhang wins by decision, you still win on the Zhang simply to win, but you lose on the hedge. If Joe Joyce is able to stop Zhang, you're good because the hedge that the fight doesn't go the distance holds. But I need for people to understand that if Joe Joyce the home fighter, the home country fighter here, wins this fight by decision, you lose it all. Now understand the side of the street I'm on. In my opinion, and it's just one man's opinion, Joyce's only chance is a lucky punch knockout. That's his only chance. Fooling around with possibilities, let me just point out that the over-under is nine and a half rounds. If you can't get the fight doesn't go the distance prop, what you can do is take the under nine and a half rounds. Your casino should have a round betting prop that gives you Joyce for the last third of the fight. Not that I believe Joyce wins the fight. But just to understand, that's a substitute. The under nine and a half and Joyce in 10, 11, and 12. That's a substitute for the fight not going the distance. Let me also say too, that I'm gonna sprinkle some at plus 174, in fact I have, on Zhang by knockout. Let's talk about it. Because of the unfamiliarity, southpaws, and Zhang is a southpaw, are difficult opponents for both righties and lefties, right? The angles are different. In this fight, you have an anomaly, the southpaw slugger. Understand, while both guys have punches, in my opinion, Zhili Zhang is one of the hardest punchers in the entire heavyweight division. As I see it, Zhang hits harder than Joe Joyce. Put differently, if Zhang landed big shots 
against Joseph Parker as often as Joyce did. I wouldn't have expected Parker to answer the bell for the seventh round. Right? With Joyce, the fight went on. Well, let me say, too, that Zhang is pinpoint with his straight left. He has a unique skill in boxing. Let's acknowledge it here. Power is really about balance. It's putting your weight behind the punch, but doing so in a way where you remain in control. Now you'll notice that there's some power punchers who when they throw a shot, they're all in, right? They throw the shot and then hit or miss. They're out of position to throw a follow-up shot. That's not Zhang. The reason I believe Zhang, a southpaw, would have an excellent chance of beating Tyson Fury, who's ambidextrous, is because Fury can't go southpaw against Zhang, right? His left isn't as good as Zhang's left. And it's because Zhang can throw power shots while keeping his balance in defense. This isn't a situation where, let's say I'm fighting Deontay Wilder. If I can dodge Wilder's right hand, I have Wilder exposed. I can counter him. With Zhang, you really can't. Right? Zhang has excellent balance. Also, Zhang can throw several straight lefts several in the same round, right? Let's go further too. The heavyweight punch of this year, 2023, in my opinion so far, was Daniel Dubois' right to Alexander Usyk's body that should have given him Usyk's heavyweight titles, right? I know I saw the rating I got on the post-fight video there. I understand many of you feel that that fight was an illegal punch. Understand Tyson Fury believes that was a legal punch. Let me say this too. Usyk's so hurt when he gets hit with that shot that even when he gets up, did anyone notice that he starts getting hit with body blows and he's complaining that the blows, this is after the big shot, that the blows were low. And some of those blows are clearly above his waist. In other words, even when Usyk gets up, he's still a shell of himself. He recovers, he stops Dubois, right? Why Dubois needs a cushion between himself and an opponent is anyone's guess, right? Why Dubois waits for the opponent to throw punches on him to try to counter him is anyone's guess. But make no mistake, the punch of 2023 in the heavyweight division is Daniel Dubois' body shot on Alexander Usyk. 
right? I'm expecting Dubois' appeal to win. Well, let me say this. Let's rewind the clock. The best punch of 2022, and it was a jaw dropper because it came against a guy, Philippe Ergovic, who I'm just telling you is, in my opinion, the betting side of the play against both Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk. If either of them dare fight him. Understand the heavyweight punch of 2022 is Zhili Zhang throwing not a left hand, not his home run bread and butter punch, but a right hook that drops Philippe Ergovic. Right? I need for folks to understand that while Zhang didn't have to show you that he was two-handed in the first fight against Joe Joyce. He's very two-handed. Let's go one step further. I know many people remember the Joe Joyce-Dubois fight. Joyce has an excellent left jab, doesn't he? Right? He's orthodox. He comes out. He has an excellent left jab. He completely undermines Dubois with that left jab. Now we're realizing that Dubois has a problem taking that extra step in the pocket. Well, what I want people to do is to revisit the first fight, the first moments of the first fight, the first round. Understand that Zhang comes out, Joe Joyce comes out and tries to hit Zhang with that same left jab. And Jang looks at him. Jang looks like he's almost laughing. And he catches it. It's a vet move. Catches it with his right hand and just knocks it down. Right, folks? Joyce's jab is a non-factor the first fight. It's going to be a non-factor in this fight. What folks need to realize, too, is that Zhang's defense is much better than Joe Joyce's defense. In fact, the narrative of the first fight is a false narrative. The narrative we have is that Zhang blows up Joe Joyce's eye and that Joe Joyce just couldn't continue because Joe Joyce's eye got swollen, right? I don't believe that's the case at all. I believe the first fight was systemic. I believe Zhili Zhang had a guy who was defenseless against Zhang's straight left. Joyce was completely unprepared for a southpaw. I don't even think Zhang got the car in fourth gear. He's dominating the fight. I believe there are moments in the fight where Joyce is just one punch away from being stopped. 
Understand, both of these guys are older. Jang's 40. I believe Joe Joyce is around 38 years old. It's going to be very hard for Joe Joyce to learn how to move his head, which he really can't do. You heard me mention the Joseph Parker fight. Revisit that fight. Joe Joyce is taking a lot of shots. He doesn't have the reflexes to move his head out of the way. By the way, contrary to popular opinion, Zhang does. Zhang actually has some movement. Look at his footwork. Zhang's not stationary. Zhang actually is coming forward and he's moving a little bit. Zhang can roll with shots much better than Joe Joyce can. Now, when you see a fighter like Joe Joyce, you realize that his strategy for avoiding headshots is the same that Ali had later. It's to brace your neck to anticipate the shot and to take the shot. You cannot do that against this level of puncher, right? You simply cannot. Joe Joyce cannot take Zhili Jiang's punch. He just can't, right? Let's face it, too. Without a jab, What's Joyce going to do a few short months after the first disaster, right? The first fight. Do you think that Joyce is going to learn how to fight a Southpaw slugger? I don't. Don't you think that in the action of a fight, Joyce is going to get a little careless and forget that he's not fighting a righty? that he's fighting a southpaw? Think about it too. Joe Joyce against Joseph Parker is on his front foot and he keeps coming forward. Parker decides, okay, I'll be on my back foot. That's the dynamic of that fight. By the way, I think Parker would have a better shot against Zhili Zhang than Joe Joyce does. Well, be careful about wanting to be on your front foot, right? Understand that the first Floyd Patterson-Sonny Liston fight, Floyd Patterson came across the ring at Sonny Liston. Floyd Patterson thought that he could tip Sonny over onto his back foot where he thought Sonny was going to be ineffective. He didn't make it out of the round. When you're fighting a Zhili Zhang, you cannot be on your front foot for more than a few seconds. Joe Joyce is going to have to try to fight this fight for him to have a chance. Laterally, he needs lateral movement. If he tries to bum rush the pocket, he's going to get knocked out. He just doesn't have the defensive instincts. So he's going to have to actually try to box against a superior boxer.
in Jili Jang. Right? Understand that Ergovic fight, and it's a close fight. Ergovic's the only person to hit the canvas in that fight. Is the only loss, the only loss on Zhang's record. Understand, Joe Joyce, Olympic silver medalist, guess what? Zhili Zhang was an Olympic silver medalist before Joe Joyce. Look at the resumes. Zhili Zhang, I believe, won the Asian Games one year. So now, we have a situation where you have two movers with titles, right? Usyk and Tyson Fury. Let me just say this. The movement took over the heavyweight division. But now you have a slugger who's a lefty. Zhili Zhang is a major threat to both Usyk and Tyson Fury. I thought it was a real setback for the heavyweight division when the Zhang Fury fight got canceled. Understand, Fury is going to have to be on his back foot against Zhang. Understand, Fury, and we can talk about it. <clears throat> My voice is cracking here. That's how emotional this is. We can talk about it. But different men have knocked down Tyson Fury. By his own admission, the second time Wilder knocked him down, Fury lost consciousness on the canvas. Don't you have a question about whether Fury can take Zhili Zhang's punches? Let me also say, too, the heavyweight division has another lefty slugger, Luis Ortiz. I personally consider Wilder's two victories over Ortiz to be Wilder's best achievement in the ring, right? I'm just telling you things are going to get crowded in the heavyweight division because, of course, Fury won't fight Usyk. I know every now and then Bob Arum or Frank Warren wants to tell us that they could make that fight quickly. Well, it's not being made quickly. Right? I mean, that's just the reality of it. And, of course, neither guy wants to fight another threat to the throne, Philippe Bergovic, who loops his punches. I'm just telling you, sometimes the best fights in the heavyweight division are when fighters are on the way up and the public is obsessed with other fights. That Zhili Zhang-Philippe Ergovic fight, folks, that's a classic. Just understand, if 
Zhili Zhang, who's 40, beats Joyce a second time. One of these big names is going to have to give him a shot at the title because they're going to have to fight somebody. And if they're not going to fight each other, then they're going to have to fight the so-called hot prospect who has just beaten the man who we all thought was going to mount a major challenge to the throne. Right? So just understand, too, that the fighters know who they are. Right? Zhili Zhang doesn't talk about it a lot, but he believes he beats Tyson Fury. Understand, Ergovic now is mandatory for Usyk, and Ergovic does not want to accept step-aside money, even though they'd be offering him millions of dollars and he'd have no risk of losing. He does not want step-aside money. He wants Usyk. And I'm just telling folks, and I know the press is going sideways on this, but I'm just telling folks, you saw Usyk's reaction to Dubois' body punches. And I'm telling you, there are heavyweights who would love a crack at Usyk's body at this point. Don't be fooled, too. Usyk's in his mid-30s now. Right, the hesitation that Dubois had. I don't believe Philip Bergovic would have that hesitation. I don't believe Zhili Zhang would have that hesitation. I need for people to also figure out that there are other heavyweights out there. I believe Martin Bacoli has higher volume than, let's say, Zhili Zhang. Right? Understand, too, Michael Hunter has already beaten Martin Bacoli. So I'm expecting the heavyweight division to get crowded. But I am expecting this fight to come across as a mismatch. The Zhang-Joyce fight. You're getting a deal on Zhang. He's now the favorite. Think about the deal you got on the first fight. He was the heavy underdog. They wanted you to believe that if they fought seven times, Zhang would only win once against Joe Joyce. Then you were looking at Joe and you realized he has no defense against the Southpaw Slugger. Right? None. Can't make adjustments. Can't move his head. Doesn't feel comfortable with lateral movement. Well, with all those traits... Now, Zhang's the favorite, but he's going off at only a minus 130. Right, folks? This is a deal to me that's akin to walking into a casino in broad daylight, being seen on the casino film, and then figuratively robbing the bank. I believe this fight is mispriced, not as badly mispriced as the first fight. But this fight is mispriced. 
I've read some interviews of Joyce where Joyce is saying things like, oh, I thought he would get tired, right? Joyce prides himself on his stamina. Didn't he wear down Daniel Dubois? Didn't he wear down Joseph Parker? Right, folks? Just understand that Zhang went 12 hard rounds with Philippe Bergevic. I'll agree. The Jerry Forrest film is disturbing. Zhang looks completely tired in that fight. That's after knocking Forrest down three times, of course. Right? But now Zhang is more mindful of his stamina. And in my opinion, he went the distance against a fighter who's better than Joe Joyce. I know this is not how the press is reporting it. That's okay. This is just my take. I want you to think for yourself. So I like Zhili Zhang to win. I think the world is going to be shocked here. I think Joe Joyce is going to look bad. If Joe abandons his jab and tries to hook his way to victory, he's going to be playing right up Zhili Zhang's alley. Understand what Ergovic had to do, and Ergovic has much better feet than Joe Joyce. What Ergovic had to do eventually was move. In other words, he had to be outside, come inside, throw shots, pivot away, right? Stuff that I haven't seen the juggernaut do. I'm expecting Joe Joyce to replay the first fight where he's trying to figure out Zhili Zhang then he starts realizing that Jang has layers. Yes, he's a huge puncher. But this isn't Effie Ajaba. This guy can actually box. Right? Understand, there are going to be some rounds here where Zhang might decide to simply outbox Joe Joyce. He's a better boxer than Joyce. When you take away a guy's jab and the guy lives on that jab and his front foot, he jabs his way into the pocket, that guy's not going to know what to do. So I like Zhang to win here. I'll hedge to play with the fight not going the distance. If you can't get that prop, then take the under nine and a half and take Joyce in rounds 10, 11, and 12 because you already have Zhili Zhang in rounds 10, 11, and 12 if you took him simply to win, right? But expect a knockout, expect an exclamation point, and then let's talk about how the sport's going to change. At 40, Zhang doesn't have a lot of time. Understand, Zhang has one target in mind. Tyson Fury, right? He's seen Tyson Fury knocked down by Steve Cunningham, by Deontay Wilder, right? He has doubts on whether Fury can handle his power. He knows it as a natural southpaw. That's going to prevent Fury, who's a converted southpaw when he goes southpaw, from, you know, being able to hang with him. Fury's going to have to fight 
right-handed. He also knows, too, that even an outgunned fighter against Tyson Fury, Derek Chisora, was able to go several rounds. We all want Derek to retire. Folks, Derek just went several rounds, several rounds with Tyson Fury. Right, so Jang has got to think, gee, how hard can this guy hit at this stage of his career? And Fury's in his 30s. At this stage of his career, if he had Derek Chisora in front of him, right, Chisora has really little resistance the last three rounds at least of that fight. And Tyson Fury couldn't finish him off. Let me say, too, that Zhang is an excellent body puncher. Not that it matters against Joe Joyce, right? Because it's not like Joe Joyce can hide his head or hide his upper body. But watch the body shots. You'll be amazed, right? Zhang's a guy who can hit you to the body with either hand, right? Understand, too, he's a foreman-type puncher where he knows how to put his weight into the punch to the point where it doesn't even look like he's exerting himself. The only proper way to measure Zhang's punches is by the effect it has on the opponent. So if you start to see Joe Joyce's head snapping like you did in the later rounds of the first fight, you'll know this fight's over. I like Zhang. I think we eventually get to Zhang versus Tyson Fury because Fury understands he has a problem with more coordinated, smaller fighters, which is who Usyk is, right? I also think there's a tacit understanding in the heavyweight division to avoid the man I consider the heir apparent, Philippe Bergevic, right? Let me also add this, and it's important. In different eras, you get different parts of the world stepping into the spotlight in the heavyweight division, right? So you had a string of American heavyweights. You have Eastern European heavyweights from the Ukraine, um, you know, places like that, uh, step into the limelight. Right now, British heavyweights are front and center. Zhili Zhang is Chinese. I understand he lives in New Jersey. Okay, fine. Right? People should be concerned about that, too, because New York City has a vibrant boxing community. Right? So Zhili Zhang is getting that East Coast sparring and stuff like that. You can tell he's high level. But just understand, China right now is having all kinds of economic problems. They can't even release the youth unemployment numbers these days. Right? There's an international conspiracy to prevent China from getting the latest semiconductor technology. China is dumping a lot of electric vehicles in Europe, right? Because, of course, the U.S. is silly enough 
where we put a lot of tariffs and stuff like that on imported EVs, right? You can tell I'm a free trade type person. Well, just understand, one of the biggest gambling meccas globally is Macau, China. If boxing can figure out how to monetize fights out of Macau, China, there's going to be more money for everyone. Here you have a guy with a great amateur pedigree. He's an Olympic silver medalist, the 2008 Olympics. He doesn't have a lot of time. Power is the last to go. He wants to fight the biggest and baddest. He's already fought, in my opinion, one of the top guys in the heavyweight division in Philip Ergovic. Right? If Zhang wins this fight, and I understand Dubai, Saudi Arabia, they're now throwing their hat in the ring in terms of hosting fights. Just understand, this is an international opponent who would do well. In fact, his fight against Ergovic was in the Middle East. He would do well fighting anywhere, right? He's not relying on the judges. He would do well in the Middle East. He would do well in China. You have fighters like Inoue out of Japan. You have an active fight scene in Japan. Zhang is a major moment for boxing. I believe he's going to show all of that to us and what's possible by stopping Joe Joyce. I like Jang simply to win. I'll hedge the play with the prop that the fight doesn't go the distance. If you can't get that, I'll take the under nine and a half hedged with Joe Joyce in 10, 11, and 12. Not that I think Joyce wins. I don't expect the fight to make it nine and a half rounds. I'm expecting Joe Joyce a few short months after getting embarrassed to get embarrassed again. Those are my thoughts. Let me hear yours. As I said, I want everyone to think for themselves. I know I sound strident here, right? There are strident people on the other side of the play. Tell us which side of the play you're on. I hope you leave your analysis in the comment section of this YouTube video. Thanks for stopping by.